Hey guys, welcome back to the Whipped Cream Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Harris. Today we have on Toronto-based DJ Killa Kells, and we're going to be discussing her career, how she started, where she's going, and what it's like to be a female entrepreneur. Thank you so much for coming. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, I actually, like, obviously I know who you are. You DJed at uh, my last two events that we did in the city uh, that were like women's panels. Um, but I don't know that much about you. So right. I actually didn't want to like do too much research because I want to actually hear from you the, okay. the like organic answers. But um, yeah, so how long have you been DJing? Um, I've been DJing professionally for two years now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Amazing. Because you're working like a, a ton, right? Yeah. How did you get into it? Um, well, I started um, in the Remix Project. But yeah. Before that, I guess like I just... I always just like was really attracted to DJing and um, going to parties and things like that. I would just always, that was like my focal point, the DJ in the room. Yeah. Whereas like some people, they just wouldn't even care. Yeah. 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 It just doesn't, uh, they don't think about it. Right. Yeah. Who is like, did you have like any DJs that you just like love that were in the city? Um, yeah okay so like i would go to sky bar and i would see scratch bastard yeah which was like the first person i he probably doesn't even remember but he was the first person that i spoke to about becoming a dj oh really first dj yeah that i went and asked like his opinion and stuff like that um he was really nice like we emailed back and forth for a little bit and then charlie brown was the next person he's been djing forever too yeah and he's Mm -hmm. doing a lot and he's grown a lot too since I've started DJing, but he was like the next person to really like come out and help me. And yeah, those were like the, the two, I think. Awesome. I secretly have always wanted to learn how to DJ too. And I actually, I think I might just kind of like do it you for should, fun. Yeah. I just like learn yeah, how yeah. to do it. Yeah. It's just like hard to find the time to do it when you're doing like a million things. Yeah. But um, I think it's so... It's an investment for sure. Yeah. Even as a hobby, I think it's a lot. So when you first kind of like spoke to these people that were in in the industry, did you like run out and buy equipment right after? Like, what was the process for you? No. So I'm very indecisive. (laughs) What sign are you? Aries. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know about that. Indecisive. (laughs) I usually hear really bad things about Aries, but I'm pretty indecisive (laughs) and I like to be very sure with my decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why I like put it off for so long. So like I did... I googled a lot but then speaking to DJs kind of more reassured me and like going into the store too and speaking to the people there and telling them you know I, I'm just starting I don't want to invest too much money into something that I'm just you know I haven't even got my hands on yet right so um, yeah. how old were you at that point I was 24 okay cool Yeah, I'm 26 now cool I feel like for me the hardest part would be like even now i'd be like oh my god i would just be scared to actually go up there and it's like you are like the focal point and like yeah people are i i know i am like if the dj is not good i'm like yo like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's people are hard on on djs because like it's you you run the whole party yeah. and people are like it takes a lot like i learned this with my event is that it takes a lot for people to get up and get dressed and get out of bed and go somewhere mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like if they're going and the and and you know like the music's not on point right it can fuck with you yeah, was that a big too. thing for you for sure like i drink while I'm DJing because I get like so I sober up really easily while I'm DJing because I'm so nervous and stuff like that so I'm drinking like a lot really (laughs) calm my nerves and it depends on the event as well right if it's a new venue or if I'm working with a new um promo team or whatever like new people and a different crowd that I haven't um really like assessed yet 
then I'm super nervous, like right. really, really, really nervous. And then when people are just staring, it's nerve wracking too. Cause like you basically just have to try and please everyone in the room. Right. So people getting angry and stuff like that. It's like, it's, it's a hard job. Yeah. I, I can, still get nervous. Yeah. I can only imagine. Is it like, um, more like corporate gigs and stuff that you get like a little bit more anxious or is it, is no. it more when it's like your peers? Clubs, yeah. yeah. Clubs. Um, my peers, I feel like I know, I know my friends, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, working with um, the same people in the industry that have become friends of mine, that's the easiest crowd to play to. But corporate's even easier than that. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like corporate, like, if it's like a mall or something, like a store, I don't really get bothered at all. Hmm. If it's like a Christmas party corporate event type of thing, it's pretty hard because you don't know who you're playing to. Right. Have you become, you know, good at, like, kind of, like, reading the crowd and definitely but i think that i was i was good at that before i started djing Mm -hmm. so like when i was saying i would i would watch djs just going to parties and stuff like that i'd be like okay you know like i wouldn't play that song but you know because i was like i'm also a a party goer Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like i kind of know how the the night should work right yeah so that works to my benefit yeah what was your do you remember what like your very first gig was yeah and it was through remix project um I had to play at Harbor Front Center, just like in the middle of like this area. Like there was nobody there. It was like a walkway. <laughs> and I, You're like on I the sidewalk. So, yeah, and I did so bad. Like it was just no the way. worst. It was terrible. It was so bad. Okay, break it down. Tell me so what happened. I've never used that equipment before. So I, the Remix Project I learned on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then at Oh, home, sick. I That's had, amazing. Yeah. And I, I love vinyl because of that. But then at home I had like a little controller which is basically everything all in one mm-hmm. and then when that venue that that was my first gig I had to do CDJs and a mixer and I never used that specific mixer before and I never used CDJs before and it was just like a completely new experience which people would think that it's kind of the same but it, it just wasn't right and I just it was so bad it sounded terrible like I recorded my mix at home that I was gonna do there, and it just sounded so different, and I, I wanted to cry. <laughs> okay, oh man, that's so. Oh, <laughs> it was feel, so bad, I feel like but I'm... it helped. In the end, <laughs> right. it, was, I, it helped. Why do you? Okay, so you did this gig; it was a flop. Why do you feel like it helped you? Because it made you focus more, or was yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. So like now, I would like Google if I I would ask like the venues. I'd be like, okay, well, what equipment do you have there? I would Google that mixer, and now I'm like more. I, I know different equipment better now, but um, just it just made me want to be more prepared and do more research and practice more on different um, equipment. Yeah, so it yeah. just makes you more well-versed, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think those times when we, like, fuck up or, you know, have those situations where you're like, wow, I, like, it really humbles you. Obviously, it's your mm-hmm. first gig, so you're going to be humble anyway, yeah. but, like, those situations that you get in when it's not your first and, and those yeah. you learn from so much, right? Definitely. Um, so sorry I forgot what I was gonna ask you we were just on a roll there and I, and I had a question it'll come back to me but um so after this so at this point so oh yeah that's what I was gonna ask you so is being prepared a lot of what you think brings you like success like sure. you kind of have to like have everything ready and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. there's so much it, it, preparedness goes like hand in hand with DJing because you have to have the right music and then you have to have you have to know the music as well because if you don't know the music how are you going to transition from one song to another you know what I mean and then um yeah just knowing like the crowd definitely helps um the way the venue set up helps 
just that yeah. kind of stuff so i find it you know there's like obviously a million male djs i always and it's like i, th- I think it's just like a huge thing right now for like girls mm-hmm. uh to be djs which is great yeah but um what do you think well no not what do you think how do you how do you think it's different for a woman to navigate uh like being a dj or being in the music industry at all because it's totally male dominated of course uh along with like many other industries but especially in music and then that means i think that it's just like people are 10 times harder on you and watching you way more because Mm -hmm. even for me like i'm such a music person that like um i guess it's just we're we're more accustomed to seeing guys do it so that when it is a girl you're paying attention more yeah so uh how do you think that that affects you just like in your own experience um certain areas it's it's really hard and um certain areas it's it's more of like it's it works to my advantage yeah because being a female i stand out like you said like people want to pay attention more and stuff like that like i get to dress up and like it's kind of like i've become an artist Mm -hmm. being a dj yeah it's like Like, your brand right yeah, yeah like being female is definitely a huge part of my brand and um, then there's times where you're underestimated, you're not taken as seriously, they don't want to pay you as much, they assume that you're just not as good. Mm-hmm. So like the other day I had a gig and it was the first time that I've spun at that venue, it was the first time I worked with that promo team, and they didn't know who I was, which is cool, Like, but one of the bouncers outside knew who I was and he brought me in. In Toronto? Yeah. And he brought me in introduced me to the owners and they were just like looking around me like okay so where's the dj type of thing and i was the only one standing there yeah like the club had just opened you know i was the first dj on and they were just like looking around me and people just assume that i'm like bottle service or i'm coming to hand in my resume to be bottle service so and they just kept they're like okay like they were trying to like talk to me about the equipment that I had already like I had in my backpack right and they were just like oh well did you bring it like is that what you use and it was just like yeah that is what I use and they were trying to help me set it up and I was like okay but you're kind of in my way you know like I could do this by myself yeah and the whole night like after I started spinning they're like oh like you know it's great that like you're a girl and you know what you're doing and you have to prove yourself yeah, they more kept is basically mentioning what it is. that I was a female like every time they would talk to me and I'm like <clears throat> cool I'm like after a while I was like why do you keep saying that they're like oh no 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 and they started to like backtrack paddle yeah yeah like no any any, like some guys don't know what they're doing and i'm like okay well it's interesting it's like you keep bringing that up but like we weren't even talking about that do you know what i mean it's like so it's yeah (laughs) did that go off in your head in the moment or do you think about did you think about it later it's happened to me so many times so like i said that's why i said i'm like why do you guys keep after i had like a couple drinks yeah why do you keep saying that i'm a girl like like I'm quite clear here. that yeah. I'm a girl and they're just like oh no no that's when they started backpedaling but at first like I was like okay yeah I've heard this I've heard this so many times right I mean yeah. and obviously it like I've been like, called bottle service and they're like and I'm like oh yeah haha and they're like oh no but it's a compliment but it's because it's obviously you're gorgeous <laughs> on top of it so they're gonna underestimate you even yeah. more do you know what I mean and it's like that sounds so shitty and like weird to say out loud, <laughs> yeah. but it's the truth. But Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're walking in and you have your hot outfit on, and mm. they and they don't. I maybe they don't see your backpack, and they're like, oh hey, yeah. so do I know <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like it's like we can laugh it off, and it's funny, and I think you need to be strong to be um, in your position at like totally like I've been at parties where you've spun and I'm like yeah. damn she's really good you know and I'm nice. telling you I'm like really hard on the DJs because I'm like I just love music right okay, good, good, good. Um, yeah of course I got you to spin at my event two times yeah thank you so much for doing that it was great Thanks for um, but I do notice 
when you are DJing, you are very focused. Yeah. So like, I remember I came, you probably don't even remember, but I was so crazy that day in uh, this, like the second event we did. And I came up to you. I don't even remember what I said, maybe mm. just hi or something. Cause I was probably like so rude and didn't say hi to anyone. Cause I was so crazy. And you are so focused on what you were doing. And I was like, it just made me notice it. I was like, that's really cool. It's like, Every, everyone has their own style. Like some people are like crazy and dancing all over the place. But I thought it was really cute that yeah. I'm like, she's so actually like focused and like you can tell that you care about what you're doing and like yeah, how you yeah. present yourself. Uh, and I think that's really important, you know, because it's like, um, I think it's just, yeah, it's hard to be in that position when you're like either like literally up above people, mm-hmm. you know, in the crowd and like all eyes are on you. And yeah. then it, I don't know. I, I feel it like that would be my hardest part. More. That's yeah. what, that's the thing. Like I, sometimes I do let loose and I'm like, okay, I could, I could like dance a little bit, but when it's like, I got to like, actually like, I got to play right now, you know, like it's hard because you're doing a lot. Sometimes I think that, um, DJs that dance a lot, they're not doing much DJing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you're they, just turning up. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, if you can do both great, but sometimes yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it kind yeah. of, a distraction uh, yeah it can take away a little bit and <laughs> yeah. i think it's the so the hard i think the hard part about it is because like you know i have like so many friends that dj and like just watching them I like to just watch i think it's so interesting i think the hardest part would be to multitask like mm-hmm. how the hell did you like was it just a matter of like practicing over and over yeah for sure there's some things that come very easy and so you could multitask um sometimes but then sometimes you're just like i can't talk to anybody right now you right. know like and it's hard when you have people um requesting songs or your friends are there and you want to like show attention to your friends and make sure they're having a good time too but it's like I'm, I'm also working right now right you know totally do you ever have situations that um like you have to deal with like guys and their bullshit when you're DJing yeah how do you deal with that um I've dealt with it in so many different ways so like there's times where I'm like super passive about it and I just let it go. And there's times where I, I handle it, I think, really well. And I, I kind of check them. But then, you know. And then there's times where I've completely blown up on people. So, <laughs> which is, like, what I shouldn't... I'm trying to work on not doing. But, yeah, guys can be, like, so disrespectful. And sometimes I don't think they're even fully aware that they're disrespecting you. They, while you're working. Yeah. Wow. So, like, I've had people... I've had guys come up and touch the DJ setup while I'm DJing. You know? What? Yeah. Yeah what yeah <laughs> like it touch it how often then uh, like i'll like they'll touch they'll touch it and sometimes it'll be like the song that i'm playing out to the crowd and that makes like you know they've affected my performance basically and i've had guys do that and be like oh cute and they'd like scratch the deck okay wait wait yeah. wait wait wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we need to talk about this for a second because yeah. that's i've never i've never yeah, even yeah, yeah. wow and that's like one of the lesser things do you I've think done. that they would do that if it was a male no, dj absolutely not and i've had to tell someone that before i i asked them i'm like would you do that if this was you know Dude. insert male dj's name right you know and they just wouldn't they just don't say anything because then they realize like no i, I wouldn't do that wow yeah. that's they think cute. It's cute yeah wow. they think it's cute they're like oh you're a dj that's cute i mean look at her she's so cute djing yeah no because i was uh, as i was like thinking about what like different things i wanted to ask you i was just like you know what you're doing is like you're in the music industry but you're also in the nightlife like mm-hmm. you're you're also working at night right yeah. so it's like a lot of I, yeah being yeah being a girl in that like i remember when i used to do like bartending and all that stuff back in the day like i think with bartending it's like even more expected because you like have to really interact mm-hmm. um but i would assume <clears throat> being a dj is like also when you're a woman you have to deal with a whole set of other problems especially because it's like nightlife 
drinking. Yeah. Men think they can just come up to yeah. your shit and touch the it. The guys like, that have touched my the turntables have not were not drunk, by the way. <laughs> they were fully sober. Um, but yeah, like even bouncers can get very disrespectful. I've almost I almost hate bouncers right now. Really? <laughs> yeah, they're disrespectful. Like walking up to the venue and telling them, you know, like I, I'm working tonight, you know, like I'm, I'm DJing. I've had a bouncer tell me that he has like turntables in his bedroom and. What? Know, yeah. Oh, God. And my friends I'm see vomit. it. Yeah, my friends see it and they just. I've told my friends before, but when they see it, they're like, wow, I didn't know it was like this bad. Like they're just so blatantly disrespectful. Wow. So how do you, I mean, that's hard because it's like a real test of like, because you want to be professional, right? Mm-hmm, and you want to mm-hmm. be able to grow and like, you know, yeah. go all over and DJ, I'm assuming. Right. And it's like, how do you maintain being re- professional when you're in a scenario when it's just like constantly like yeah. just testing your patience, yeah. right? Like that's. It's something I'm definitely working on. Right? Yeah. 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 I can, I can only imagine. Damn. <laughs> Okay, let's let's switch over to a lighter note yeah. because just wow. Um, so you were just in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, can like tell us about that? What what was it like? What did you do out there? Um, it was good. So I went out there. Um, I met at you know Addy. Yeah, Addy from he works with Legends League and mm-hmm. he's also affiliated with um, Deus and Remix Project. So I met him at the Remix Project um, when I was in it two years ago, and he invited me to come out to Complex just just to say like. Um, let me introduce you to some people and we could also get you like a gig out here. So cool. during Manifesto TIFF weekend, I spun with an LA uh, group called Good Sport Creative. And so we did their party there, but I also got to meet up with like Serato, which was like the best thing ever. Because awesome. I got to learn a lot um, about DJing that I didn't know before. And then I got to meet with like Instagram. Um, oh, how was that? Man. It was good. Like we took a tour and that was fun. And it was a girl to Siobhan that oh, like, sweet. showed us around. So yeah, cool. definitely hoping to work with her on some stuff. Did you ever think that all the things you were doing now would be the things you were doing now? Definitely not. <laughs> Once I started DJing, I feel like my whole life completely changed. Yeah. Which for the for the better because before I was like really lost in what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, yeah, DJing just definitely um, fo- focused me more. Yeah. And keeps you... Um, you know, even though you're in different scenarios and like DJing is like a job that can be really fun, it is still work and you want to be taken seriously. Yeah. But uh, I think you're going to kill it. You're already killing it and you can oh, just thanks. see it's going to be like, you know, in another year, it'll be even better. Right. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's important um, for girls to kind of, like there's so many different like female collectives mm-hmm. happening all over the place now, just yeah. like not even just in Toronto, but it's really like emerging right now. Thing, yeah. Why do you think that... Um, why do you think it's important to just have that exist for you? I, I think, well, for me, before I was always, like, around a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I was always, like, the one girl in, like, a group. I was, like, one of the homies. Yeah. Thing, you know? <laughs> but, so this is, like, the first time that I've had such a large amount of female friends, especially, like, female creatives mm-hmm. um, in my life. And I just think just, like, any other kind of, like, underestimated group it's just so important for us to get together yeah. and share our experience and uplift each other. Yeah. You know, like I always knew about sexism and stuff like that, but hearing hearing it from like uh, another friend or somebody that you work with and stuff, it's just, it's different. Yeah. 
it's it's like what you're like even just this podcast and like different things i'm doing it's like it's just a small piece of you know the bigger Mm -hmm. picture and um i think it's interesting because we can be so competitive and friendly competition can be good which is i'm totally about that but i think that sometimes when we don't um kind of like join together and have these kind of conversations and Mm -hmm. talk can keep you separated because it's like i relate so much to what you're saying even though we don't have the same job yeah you know what i mean so it just keeps you it just keeps us more like kind of um connected when we can like openly talk about it and instead of just like always being so catty and competitive and all that stuff and it's always going to happen like you're not going to love everybody just because you support women and you love Mm -hmm. women but it's like i think the more we can kind of like create these um just spaces where we all kind of like join together and talk and support each other is like so important do you know what i mean there's uh yeah and seeing other women um working so hard you it also makes you want to do better yeah you know what i mean like i i see like a lot of females doing so much in toronto like right now but it just makes me feel like okay like i can definitely do more for myself you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, even if it's, like, a, I could see a photographer doing really well, I'm like, wow, like, I, I really want to create as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. What, um, what else do you, like, where else do you want to take your career? I have no It's not a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I want to be a, a respected DJ. So moving on from DJing, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, hopefully it does open doors to different things that I could, um, do as well but i just want to be like respected in the dj game yeah so like my goal is to just be a great dj right now awesome that's so cool i might have to come to you for a lesson i want to like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want to learn at least a little bit of something it's, i think it's yeah, so fun you would like it yeah you would really like it. do you ever find like um that it's difficult to be really uh knowledgeable about all the different types of music that are coming out yeah. or just like things from the past i think that's like a whole other thing so too right hard, yeah there's just there's so many different genres now too like yeah. it's not it's not just like r&b hip-hop pop rock yeah. you know like country there's like so many different um fusions between the genres and so many different artists coming out it's it's a lot and it's hard sometimes to keep up with it especially when people are like like everybody's a, a critic you know yeah in i know club and whatever yeah. so it's hard yeah do you feel like that criticism has like just made it made you stronger for sure yeah any criticism i I value um constructive criticism i know when someone's trying to you know be a hater diss me yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm pretty good at reading that but yeah um constructive criticism i definitely take it and i'm very aware of myself i feel like i've always been like that so i know what i need to work on anyway yeah that's so awesome. You have a really great perspective and very calm energy. So it's yeah. it's just interesting. It's it's uh, interesting to get to know you a little bit. Cool. Um, so you're also a mummy. Yes. How, you have a son, right? Mm-hmm. What's his name? Jaden. And how old is he? He's six. Six? Yeah, he's turning seven in like two months. Holy. Oh, my God. Oh my God I had no idea. I thought he was so like old. much smaller. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. That's Sweet. amazing. Oh, my God. That terrifies me. Anything about like children and marriage. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it scares me no. so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it scares me i have one and i'm like okay that's it (laughs) i'm done um do you think having a kid has like been another factor that pushes you within like work or life or whatever yeah for sure um so well yeah becoming a mom it's like a whole different experience it change you a lot it changes you so much like when you me personally i think most mothers are like this but 
you look at that person and you're just like, wow, like for your mind, first of all. And I, I have to provide for you, you know, like I have to make sure that you're OK. It's like when your parents used to say, like, you'll you'll know when, you know, you yeah. have a kid like it's so real. Yeah. You're constantly worrying about that person and if they're OK and stuff like that. Um, I think he definitely made me also want to follow like what I wanted to do because before him I I wanted to DJ but I was just again like indecisive putting it off I like I just had a baby I'm like okay let me go to school and try to like come with some stable income and stuff like that but then I thought like my parents were very like you need to be go to school you need to be academic Mm -hmm. and stuff and I didn't want to to force that on him in the future you know like 20 years from like and forcing him to do something that he wasn't passionate about. Got it. Yeah, because I do, I wasn't into like the program that I was in, and I didn't really want to to stay in school. That wasn't what I wanted to. I wanted to DJ, and I knew I was putting it off. And I just wanted to say, like, you know, what twenty years from then would I want him? Would I be saying that to him? Mm-hmm. Like, would I be trying to kill like his dream if he didn't want to be an academic? You know? Yeah, totally. Do you know how ama- how amazing it is that you can realize that? Yeah. Like I, you gotta I, break the cycle. Yeah. That's no, but I, like, like at your age and like at just anyone in our age group, for anyone, for most people, it's just like I gotta get a job, and I, it's changing a lot more now. Mm-hmm. But it's like I gotta get a job and have a stable job and have my vacation pay yeah. and do all that stuff. Yeah. So like just to have that perspective is amazing. Do Do you think that it was kind of having him that made you realize that like you want to be an entrepreneur and like have your own shit basically? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah interesting cool how do you how do you juggle all of this how do you juggle doing what you're doing right now and having a child well luckily i work at night mostly so he's sleeping um i have like my parents even though they didn't want they wanted me to stay in school and stuff like that they they've come to realize that it's my own life type of thing and they've always from when i was like when i broke the news that i was pregnant and stuff like that they really just wanted to make sure that that was never going to impact my end goal. Right. Whatever it, it was. Like, that's never going to affect my life where I'm going to be, like, some statistic or I couldn't experience certain things because I had a kid. So they've they've helped a lot. Um, yeah, so it's, it's harder now that he's in school and he has a schedule of his own. So right. I kind of have to work around his schedule. But, um, yeah. Usually he's like asleep when I'm working, and if not, so with let me get this straight. <laughs> you go. Let's say he gets home at four. You be a mom from four till I don't know Bedtime, nine or ten. Yeah. And then you go out and you work till what four a.m. Yeah. And get then home you have to have what two hours of sleep. Yes. And then get so up. So I nap a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have like so yeah. I'll go to sleep from like four a.m. Wake up at seven. Get him ready for school. School bus around eight. Quarter after eight. And then I go back to sleep and then I pick him up. Okay, so this is what I need to just, yo, you are the real MVP (laughs) because all I do is complain about how tired I am and I ain't dealing with that. That is amazing. Um, I just think that goes to show us like there's no excuse. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you know how, do you have, do you have like people around you or friends that you love so much, but it's like just excuses all the time because it's like they want to do this, but they're just making excuses Mm -hmm. about it. It's like if you can do it and you have a seven-year-old, six-year-old and you're working all night and getting up. Mm -hmm. And there's women that have it worse than, you know, whose parents don't want to help them or they have no 
you know family help or totally and they work all day you know what i mean like, yeah thank god i don't have to do all that yeah no totally if, like of course having help is uh gonna relieve a huge part of it but mm-hmm. it's still the mentality of like you're still like grinding it out yeah. and you know still want to like be able to succeed and um you're putting both of you first like your son and yourself for sure. you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. it's like if you were doing some stuff that you didn't want to be doing it will affect him for sure because right? you're gonna be miserable and I, that's angry what i never wanted to be i'm like i don't want to be that miserable mom that comes home from work and just isn't happy with life yeah totally um one more question i think i have what do you do you, what do you think in terms of your career like let's say who's who's the biggest person that you'd want to work with or like favorite dj or like who do you like where 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 do you aspire to be is kind of what i'm asking like if you had to pick somebody and you're like oh, i would I like was... yeah like you have to like pick somebody that you're like this is like who i look up to and i'm like trying to get to that okay so i did nord's the nordstrom gala the other day um, when they opened at Eaton Center. Yeah, I saw. And Jazzy Jeff was there, and he's, like, one of my favorite Philly. DJs. Yeah, Amazing. He's, like, <laughs> I watched, like, his YouTube stuff and stuff like that. And then Solange was supposed to be there. Oh. This is right before she dropped the, the album of oh. the century. Okay? Right? <laughs> so she was oh. supposed to be there, and I was super excited, and I was just like, if Solange and Jazzy... I didn't know she was supposed to be there. Too. Yeah, she was supposed to be there. What, oh, I guess because of the album. Yeah, it's just yeah not... she just wasn't letting us know. How much that. do you love that album? Have you been so good. playing it? Yeah. Oh. No, it's like amazing. I'm like, this is, uh, it's amazing. So like it, I thought about them because she DJs too, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought about them together and I'm like, if they were fused, that would be, I would want to be that. Yeah. So, like Solange and Jazzy Jeff together, you know, <laughs> fashionable DJ musician. Like it's just amazing. Yeah, 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 totally. But I think it's more so for me. I, I never like have like favorite people and things like that um because i feel like everybody has their own journey yeah of course so i just i really just want to be respected by the dj community Mm -hmm. so same way jazzy jeff is you know i want to work with like all the dj brands like serato and all the like pioneer and stuff like that that's those are like my goals that's awesome yeah i would love i also i'm like dying to see erica padu dj just like she's be probably at a party. her library is probably crazy right her music library yeah and she's like yeah she's got her own style and she's just so in her own like even just watching videos i'm like oh, i need to yeah. be at one of these parties yeah, it looks crazy looks so fun right mm-hmm. all right well thank you so much that was so informative and interesting yeah, that was like- um did you like it? Did yeah, fun? not nerve-wracking. No, right? Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty easy breezy. <laughs> uh, okay, so just let everyone know your social medias, where they can find you. Um, so everything, like Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, my uh, website, KillaXKel, so that's K-I-L-L-A-X-K-E-L-S, um, so .com or at whatever. That's all my handles. Cool, and thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me at I am Bianca Harris on every social media handle, and you can follow us at Whip Toronto for all the new content and updates. WhipToronto.com, and we're out. Thank you for listening. Yay! <laughs> that was fun. Easy breezy.